Thanks for listening to this OCRFM podcast. Head to ocrfm.org.au to find more great content and information about how to donate and support this community radio station. Lollipop, lollipop, Afternoon delight and welcome to the show that is sugary spiciness and everything niceness on OCRFM, which is ninety-eight point three across Colac and District, eighty-eight point seven FM along the coast, and streaming online at ocrfm.org.au. How's it going, Max? Yeah, good. Yeah, getting up to uh, school holiday mischief yet, or uh, just easing into it? Just easing into it. Uh huh. Yeah, got any big plans for holidays? Um, tomorrow, Dad. Hunter and Bonnie are, are going up to Swan Hill. Oh, nice. Yeah, staying on grandparents' houseboat. Yep. Oh, cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're missing out on that. Yeah. Ah, have you got other plans or just uh, not a houseboat kind of person? Um, I'm going up, yeah. Oh, you are? Yeah. Oh, okay. I misinterpreted. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> uh, now, that, that, that should be awesome. Fun for uh, how, how long or...? Two nights. Two nights. Nice. Yeah. Should be pretty crazy. Uh-huh. Excellent. Well, I'm in uh, full Melbourne International Comedy Festival mode at the moment. I've been going up and back and up and back and up and back and up and back. If I was smarter, I would stay up there the night. <laughs> uh, but I keep uh, coming back here and <laughs> having things to do in Colac before I go down for the night. So uh, that's where I'm headed again tonight. And then I'm back... Straight after shows at a scout camp, and then I'm going back again tomorrow night. So, uh, yeah, lots of crazy stuff. But uh, today on the show, we have our Easter eggs extravaganza. Um, we've uh, talked Easter on the show over the years quite a bit with uh, various ins and outs, but I think this will be the first time we've focused wholly and solely on Easter eggs that we've been podcasting this series. So uh, we'll be giving you a bit of a background on uh, who, what, why, where, and when of uh, Easter eggs. Uh, but uh, we do have something to do first, and let's find out what's new on the shelf. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa. Righto, Max. What is new on the shelf at the moment? It's a new Cadbury Dairy Milk. Ah, oh, as if we weren't going to be eating enough <laughs> chocolate on the show today. Okay, so Cadbury Dairy Milk, uh, what have they got? It's Dairy Milk More. Dairy Milk More. Okay, more what? <laughs> it says cocoa plus milk, less sugar. Ah, so they've tried to... Uh, Tidy up the old uh, chocolate health, have they? Say so. So less sugar, but more cocoa. Okay, so uh, what are your expectations of this one? What are you predicting, taste-wise, or just a more cocoa-y milk chocolate? Yeah, so maybe a, a richer taste, yeah. perhaps. Or if it's more milk as well, it might even be creamier. Yeah, maybe. I didn't think 
that dairy milk chocolate could get creamier, but uh, there's only one way to find out. Uh, bust open that there packet. So the the colour purple packaging remains the same. They've um, well, it looks a bit darker actually. It's not dark dark chocolate. Yeah. But compared to your traditional um, milk chocolate, it's a it's a darker brown colour. Dairy milk, milk chocolate with more cocoa and milk. Okay. But less sugar. I wonder what the um, criteria has been for this. Okay, so having a nibble on it. And it's definitely got that <laughs> cocoa taste. It's like um, when you accidentally, um, if you're making a cup of hot cocoa, and you accidentally lick the spoon... <laughs> <laughs> it's that taste. You have to be a fair old fan of uh, cocoa, I think, to enjoy this one. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts? It's. I reckon if they didn't add as much milk, would have gone to the dark chocolate side. Yeah, pretty much. Like the. It's not smoother or creamier, like. Considering they said that there was more milk, I was expecting a, a smoother, creamier taste. Oh, so it's more cocoa plus milk, less sugar. No, it's still doing my head in. I could definitely taste the increased cocoa. Um, because of the, the less sugar contents, it's less sweet, so it doesn't necessarily have a bitter aftertaste, but the cocoa lingers. kind of dries out your mouth a bit. Yeah. Um, but if you're a fan of uh, the, the cocoa taste, if you normally go down the line of the darker the chocolate, the better. They haven't exactly increased the cocoa content to the point that it becomes dark chocolate, but it's certainly a, a darker brown. Less sweet. Yeah. Uh, you'd have to pair this with something, I think. Yeah. Maybe if if they're looking at rejigging the formula to... Uh, add something to it that is going to have that, that sweet taste. That'd be nice with a fruit and nut, I think. Uh, like caramel or anything like that would do it no justice if you're trying to get rid of the sugar. But maybe... Oh, I don't know. It needs a, a little something else, I think, for, for uh, some, some approval from me. But uh, what's your thought? Thumbs up, thumbs down? One thumb up. One, no problem. So that is the uh, Dairy Milk More... More cocoa, more milk, less sugar. We'll uh, pop that up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. You can uh, let us know if you've had a chance to try it. And uh, we're going to get straight into this here Easter egg show. There's, there's a lot of egg. Um, it, it's strange. I, uh, I'll, I'll say it out loud. $56 worth of uh, Easter eggs. And there's about half a dozen bags. <laughs> so uh, there's nothing like whacking. A, uh, a title on something <laughs> to, to up the price. It is that time of year. Uh, we've been holding off a little bit to, to, you know, get in the Easter mood. But officially, next weekend will be Easter weekend. You've got Good Friday coming up this coming week. And then, uh, yeah, Easter Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So uh, let's take a quick break. We'll uh, look at the history of Easter eggs right after this. <laughs>
Cheers, time and afternoon to light to get into the history of this week's topic, which is Easter eggs. Uh, Max, do you have uh, much of a concept of the whole Easter egg tradition? No, not really. Not really? Uh, any vague hints as to what it might be all about? Not. Not too sure? <laughs> well, do you have any Easter egg traditions in your household? Um, just wait for everyone to get up before we go into the room. Yep. <laughs> have you ever done the whole Easter egg hunt? Oh, yeah. Yeah, backyard sort of thing? or Yeah. Camping trips? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any particular memories of uh, Easter egg hunts? Um, Granny and Pops. Yep. Every year. Yep. Go hunting for Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Have you got any uh, top tips for uh, Easter egg hunters, where to, where to look? Don't know. <laughs> I often find that, uh, I don't know why, people think that it's a good idea to hide them, you know, under a bush and no one's going to look there. Just plain sight. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, the, the idea of the Easter egg uh, comes around, of course, Easter time. They're also referred to as Paschal eggs or egg of Easter. And they're usually given in the lead up to Easter or an Easter weekend. Um, the oldest tradition, though, was to dye and paint chicken eggs. Uh, because, of course, chocolate hasn't necessarily been in uh, everyone's diet for so many years. Um, so the modern custom is to substitute with chocolate eggs that are wrapped in some sort of uh, tin foil, often coloured and uh, brightly packaged to give you a clue as to what's on the inside. Um, Otherwise, you could get hand-carved wooden eggs or plastic eggs filled with confectionery, such as chocolate. So uh, there's a lot of different types of Easter eggs out there. But uh, real eggs do continue to be used in Central and Eastern European traditions around Easter time. Um, the idea behind them is that it was a traditional symbol of fertility or rebirth. So in Christianity, the egg would symbolise the empty tomb of Jesus. So the whole story of him uh, dying, then coming back uh, over that Easter period was uh, when the, the eggs would then symbolise the, the tomb being empty. That's the, the idea of the whole rebirth thing. Uh, in the ancient traditions, staining the Easter eggs with different colours, uh, particularly red, was meant to be that blood of Christ uh, memory. But uh, the custom of Easter eggs can be traced back even further than that, where they weren't necessarily linked into the Easter tradition. So uh, decorating eggshells is a very ancient art. There are engraved ostrich eggs in Africa that go back 60,000 years. So that's um, ancient Egypt, early cultures of Mesopotamia and Crete, where eggs were associated with death and rebirth. And so they would paint up uh, and decorate various eggs in gold and silver to worship their gods or their kings as well. And so that cultural relationship with the symbols of eggs may have influenced the Christian and Islamic cultures to take up the decorating of eggs over the years. So the Easter egg tradition then kind of got merged into the celebration at uh, of Lent. You're aware of the concept of Lent? Yeah. To a certain degree. <laughs> so giving something, uh, giving up um, in the uh, the lead up to that Easter uh, weekend was um, where eggs were traditionally forbidden as um, 
uh, meat, eggs and dairy are all prohibited during Lent. So the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, um, they would pancakes. have pancakes, yeah, to try and use everything up. Uh, and so that's where Pancake and Shrove Tuesday would come, come into play. Um, but uh, then they've kind of, over the years, morphed it a little bit more to um, these chocolate eggs that, that we're focusing on today in the, uh, in the, in the program. So, uh, how do you then get from uh, decorated real chicken eggs to the the eggs that we've come to know? Um, patterning uh, can be used through various forms. Um, onion skins were used originally, where they would boil the eggs with onion skins attached, and that would create kind of leaf patterns on the eggs. Um, and then that changed to uh, using other dyes, such as um, writing designs in beeswax before you um, boiled the egg. Then you could peel the beeswax off, and that would leave the pattern or the, the lettering. Um, in some Mediterranean countries, um, chicken eggs would be boiled and decorated and dyed uh, on Easter Day. So the young kids would then duel over the eggs, saying Christ is resurrected, and then they would break their eggs and eat them. <laughs> um, so a, a lot of uh, history to the, uh, the the various types of patterned eggs. Uh, the egg hunt came from uh, Eastern European tradition. The Czechs and uh, Slovakians have a tradition of gathering eggs um, where they would take the eggs from the females and then whip them with a ponytail shaped whip made out of willow branches which is supposed to then give them health and beauty but um, the Latin American tradition uh, then changed the got rid of the whipping <laughs> and uh, they started um, drying out the eggs sealing them with tissue paper and then hiding them around the yard so that uh, children could take part in the the egg hunts in their backyards. Uh, another traditional Easter activity in the United Kingdom and Germany was Easter egg rolling. So they would roll eggs down the hillside. Uh, they have egg tapping in the north of England, which is a traditional game played with hard-boiled eggs uh, where you try and hit the other egg. Um, so that's your egg tapping or egg dumping or egg jarping. And the winner is the person whose egg crushes the other person's egg shell so it breaks, but yours stays intact. <laughs> so uh, that's basically a game of luck. Yeah, pretty much. You're having the, the strongest, the toughest egg. <laughs> um, there's an egg dance uh, that is uh, used in um, laying eggs out on the floor, and the goal is to dance amongst the eggs without damaging them. So that comes from uh, a German tradition. And uh, the idea of the chocolate eggs first appeared in uh, around 1725. So it's um, Louis the Fourteenth was king at the time. And uh, J. Fry and Sons uh, introduced the first chocolate Easter egg in Britain. Um, so they're the ones that bought us the, the Turkish delight, Fry's Turkish delights. Um... They started manufacturing uh, Easter eggs 
1875, and Cadbury then created the first chocolate Easter egg after developing a pure cocoa butter that could be moulded into smooth shapes. So uh, after that, everyone caught on to the process. In Western cultures, the giving of chocolate eggs is now commonplace. How many do you think get sold around Easter time each year? Like over the world? Well, my stat comes from the UK, and then Um, you kind of extrapolate that across the world. (laughs) What do you think a rough number would be? 10 million, maybe? Well, there's 80 million alone in the UK, so (laughs) you are getting in the hundred millions of eggs uh, that are consumed each year across Easter. Um, Formerly, the containers of Easter eggs were sold in um, large plastic uh, uh, moulds, but uh, they've started to really get on the idea of having recyclable paper or cardboard to replace that. Plastic, of course, does keep it... Uh, fresher, but um, the the idea of that plastic then staying around for countless decades uh, as it you know isn't getting recycled uh, is why some people are moving to use the recyclable packaging. But uh, that is a brief history of Easter egg. There's literally uh, so much more that we could uh, delve into with. Um, the types of Easter eggs out there, uh, marzipan eggs, that sort of thing. But uh, lots of chocolate eggs and chocolate bunnies and things like that um, all stem from this idea that uh, Cadbury developed back in the late 1800s with that uh, that cocoa butter mix that made chocolate mouldable. So we're going to take a quick break on Afternoon Delight. We'll uh, be back after this to pit your uh, knowledge against some different types of eggs, Max. I've got uh, quite a selection here, and we're going to do a blind test uh, where I'll give you an Easter egg. You've got to try and work out what flavour it is. So most of them will be based in uh, milk chocolate, but then uh, they'll, they'll all have their own unique twist to them. So that's coming up on Afternoon Delight. Stick around on OCRFM. Okay, Max, it is time for you to uh, pitch your knowledge of sweet treats to the ultimate test, uh, because when it comes to Easter, everyone likes to try and cash in by making their own variety of Easter treat, whether it be Easter eggs, Easter bunnies. Um, As we know, with the celebration centenary of Lifesavers this year, they seem (laughs) to be crushed up in everything. Yeah. Uh, Daryl Lee's really gone all out this year, and... They've chopped up a lot of their products like raspberry bullets and stuff like that into Easter eggs. There's golden gay time eggs this year. Uh, what else did I see? Lots of the traditional Mars uh, packaging gone into, um, you know, Mars bar, crunchy, that sort of stuff. So I have got a wide selection of different Easter eggs here. Uh, some by Cadbury, some by Daryl Lee. We've got some Kinder eggs, some M&M's. Uh, and basically blind test, I'll pass you an egg, you gotta unwrap it with your eyes closed, pop it in your mouth, they're, they're just the, the mini eggs, um, and we'll try and decipher if, uh, we know what's inside, basically. 
think you're up for the challenge? Yeah. Okay, so I'll give you the clue that these first couple are going to be Cadbury eggs. And hopefully there's enough variety in it that uh, you'll be able to work out what's what from that. Righto. <laughs> Passing across the table. Um, he's got the egg in his hand. Uh, the, the hardest thing, of course, is to peel it blind. I, I could be nice and do it on this side of the desk for you so that it's uh, well prepared in advance for the next one because otherwise there's going to be so much uh, coloured foil ripped to shreds on the... <laughs> I think that's all. Okay, yes. We don't want you to ingest any foil. Righto, so uh, just from the, the fuel test, are there any clues there for you? Not really. Not really? Very uh, egg-shaped? Yeah. <laughs> kind of chocolatey? Yeah. Okay, well, we'll have to go with the taste test thing, see if you can work out what flavour is inside that egg. I don't know what that is. Don't know what it is? What, um, any specific taste sensations? That a, is that a um, cream egg? That is a cream egg, yes. Which, sadly, you only really see around the the Easter egg time. I think they should manufacture them more throughout the year. They kind of uh, disappear off the shelves for a little bit. They come back around Halloween and they become the scream eggs where they uh, change the, the fondant in the centre to a green colour. But, uh, yeah, cream egg. So uh, what what makes it stand out, do you think? The creamy cream <laughs> stuff. <in laughs> creamy, yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's meant to replicate the egg and the yolk um, with a white fondant and a yellow fondant on the inside. Okay, so that's uh, one from one. Congratulations on that. I should uh, give you... Do you want a round of applause? Uh, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll work on that. So uh, round two... Let's see if you can uh, work out what this egg is. Any clues from the, the outside before it's uh, gone for the munch? No. No? Okay. So, uh... This one's crunchy. Got a bit of crunchy flavour? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that give you any clues? A crunchy? It is literally a crunchy egg, yes. <laughs> so, uh, that egg has uh, bits of honeycomb flecks throughout it. Vast difference, so quite noticeable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, preference for the two? Cream egg. Cream, cream egg. Yeah. Are you normally a, a crunchy uh, fan? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll have to go with the, uh, the, the eyes closed again for this one. And uh, he's got his third egg now. So that's two from two. That's a pretty, uh, pretty good track record to start with. Okay, he's got the munch down. Is this a Lifesavers one? Yeah. Any specific flavour of Lifesaver? Fruit tingle? It certainly is. <laughs> so uh, what sensation have we got? It's fizzy. Yeah. And chunky. I don't know why they haven't done the whole fizzy egg thing before. Mm. It makes perfect sense. When they do the... Um, what are those things called? With the, the jelly and... Oh, Marvelous Creations. Oh, There's yeah. so many of those that have, um, you know, the pop fizz and crunch in them. They they should have been doing this with Cadbury ages ago. So those are uh, through Daryl Lee, those ones. Oh, okay. I believe. The Lifesavers. Oh, is it? It's Daryl Lee chocolate. But through the Lifesavers branding. Through the Lifesavers branding, yeah. 
but uh, very noticeable taste difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okey-dokey. All right. Now, up next, again, we'll have to uh, go, go blind. I have to say, uh, Max is being very honest, closing his eyes while I'm passing these eggs over. It'll be very tempting to uh, sneak a peek. This yeah. one's harder. Harder? Yeah. Okay. That might be a clue. Feels like a wafer inside. Wafer inside? Ooh, yeah. I can see where you're going with that. Is that like an M&M sort of thing? You bet it is. <laughs> so that is an M&M speckled egg. Oh. So I'll pass the pack over to you. Have a look. Tell us what you think. I've never seen them before. No, as I said, everyone seems to be going Easter egg crazy this year. Um, yeah. it's, it's often been a, a Cadbury market when it comes to Easter eggs, but everyone's branched out this year. So M&M's, it's got the traditional M&M crispy shell on the outside. Uh-huh. It's but, got a oh, thin layer of chocolate and then the wafer sort of thing Yeah, inside. so it's a crispy inside as well. So um, not the pretzel, but and it's not honeycomb, but, uh, yeah, the inside, it's um, the, the crispy centre, whatever they put in a crispy centred M&M, that is what's in the, the speckled eggs. And the, the shells, like the crispy shells, also have flecks of colour through them as well. Yeah. Um, which other... Uh, speckled egg brands do. Okay, we're, we're nearing the end. <laughs> okay, another one. Oh, I should pass over. That was the uh, fruit tingle wrapper there. Okay, next egg coming your way. I was not, not prepared this time around. Ah, oh, this is one where the uh, foil is sticking to the egg. Okay, Max is closing his eyes. Here it comes. Going for the, the feel to see if there's anything different about it. Caramel. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, a white caramel egg. Mm-hmm. Is it uh, smoother consistency or anything like that? Not sure. It's a lot smoother than the Lifesavers one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. We've got three to go by my count. And so far you've uh, nailed each one. And again, I assure you that Max is not cheating. His eyes have been closed the whole time when I pass him the egg. Righto, here we go. That one's a really soft one. So is it like a soft centre or? Just the chocolate, really soft. I don't know what that one is. There might be a reason for that. Does it remind you of the, uh, oh, it's not a Cadbury product, not a Daryl Lee one. Not sure. Okay, well, think of the end of uh, Afternoon Delight. What do we often <laughs> have? Ah, oh, Kinder. Yeah, so it's got that extra milky... <laughs> yeah. That's why it's so soft. That is Kinder chocolate. <laughs> what do you think of it on its own, without being like a Kinder surprise? Yeah, it's good. Just like a chunky egg. 
without the hollow inside. I'm struggling majorly with this second last bag, but uh, definitely should have been prepared ahead of time. <laughs> I might go with the next one over here. Okay, second last. Uh, again, this should be a solid egg, and uh, I'm hoping that the, the flavouring is pretty noticeable in this one. Licorice. Daryl Lee. <laughs> that is Daryl licorice, yeah. Um, so milk chocolate. Is it flecks of licorice throughout, or is it licorice-flavoured chocolate? sort of feels crunchy, but then I think the chocolate's licorice, fla licorice flavour. Ah, okay. But I don't know. Not sure. So it's saying on the packet that... Might be a little flex of licorice. Oh, it is full of crunchy aniseed chips. Oh. So that's what's giving it the... Yeah, so it's solid chocolate and then little bite-sized pieces of aniseed. So that's what's giving it the, uh, the, the licorice taste. That's really the crushy. <laughs> uh, this last one coming at you. Okay. Oh, good idea. So Max has uh, been washing washing his mouth out in between the uh, in between the, the eggs. Last one. Have they gone for size and stuff like that? I, I should say because they're all relatively similar size. This is like a sour one. Mmm, yeah. Kind of. There's probably a particular branding that goes with this egg. Is this a um, Marvelous Creations? It's not a Marvelous Creations one, but you are on the right track when you're uh, saying sour. It's something I would never have thought would have bought out a chocolate egg, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not sure. Okay, so these are Warheads oh. eggs. There should apparently be popping candy in them as well. Can you yeah. taste that, or is it yeah. just sour taste? I can taste the popping candy. Uh, so it comes in milk chocolate or raspberry eggs, apparently. And, uh, yeah, it has sour popping candy throughout. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what, what do you... That's a, an absolute bombardment of uh, Easter eggs, and you pretty much nailed every single flavour out of that one. I think, what did we trip you up with? Uh, um, no, you got caramel, got the crunchy, uh, got the lifesavers. I think you pretty much nailed most of them. I'd have to uh, listen back to the audio to uh, to see how you went, but uh, very well played. Do you have a particular... Oh, that was the the Kinder Egg that... Oh, yeah. Got you. So that one kind of had a uh, milk cream centre. Uh-huh. But uh, did you have any favourites or uh, highlights from those? The cream eggs, probably one of the best. Yep. Excellent. Is there any that you would definitely not go back for? <laughs> probably the licorice one. <laughs> the licorice one, yeah. Uh, very strong taste. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Well, uh, that is uh, our head-to-head. -head. Let us know if you do your own Easter egg uh, kind of blind tests, so to speak, uh, trying to guess what the different flavours are. I'm um, really surprised with the range of mini eggs this year. As I said, 
Normally it's that mixed bag from Cadbury uh, or Mars that have the, the mini eggs. Yeah. But uh, this year they've really diversified the uh, the market of uh, various eggs. Uh-huh. So we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll be back after this with our sweetest tune on Afternoon Delight. This is- Time now on Afternoon Delight for our sweetest tune. And uh, tonight... Uh, or today, or whatever you want to call it, this afternoon, still this afternoon, it's not quite tonight yet, Uh, we have a tune from Old Blue Eyes. Do you know who I'm talking about when I say Old Blue Eyes, Max? No. Bing Crosby is our uh, artist today, and uh, this particular tune was uh, featured uh, many times in olden day movies when they were black and white. So, um, Easter Parade is a song written in the early 1930s by Irving Berlin, originally writing the melody under the title Smile and Show Your Dimple, as a cheer-up song for a girl whose man's gone off to fight in World War II. But they re-worded <laughs> it, uh, resurrecting the tune with some modifications to give it the now-familiar Easter lyrics from the 1933 Broadway musical A Thousand Cheers, in which musical numbers were strung together on a thematic thread of newspaper headlines. Uh, Like many of his songs, it later appeared in films. Uh, It was performed by Judy Garland and Fred Astaire in the musical film Easter Parade. That's where I think I first came across it. Um, It was also used in the film The First Easter Rabbit in 1976. But uh, this particular recording comes from 1942, and uh, it's Bing Crosby with Easter Parade. Your Easter bonnet with all the frills upon it. You'll be the grandest lady to the Easter That there was Bing Crosby with Easter Parade on Afternoon Delight, our sweetest tune. Have you heard that one before, Max? I don't think so. Don't think so. It's been recorded by uh, a few different folks over the years. Uh, Leo Reisman and Clifton Webb, um, when it was first released by uh, Irving Berlin, Bing Crosby's 1942 version. There was another one that came out in 1942. Uh, Harry James did that one. Uh, He's best known for his trumpet playing. Uh, Guy Lombardo in his Royal Canadians released another version, and Liberace as well in the 1950s. But, uh, yeah, it's a toss-up between Bing Crosby and the Judy Garland Fred Astaire version as to uh, which one kind of plays in my mind when I I think of that particular tune. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with an Easter egg-inspired recipe right after this. Something up with me. 
time now on Afternoon Delight to uh, share a recipe. Max, what are we cooking up today? Easter egg rocky road. So this is good for uh, using up all those leftover Easter eggs. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, often you you may overbuy when it comes to an Easter egg hunt and you don't want them sitting at the back of the fridge for uh, six years going white. My brother used to hate... Uh, I'm as, It's strange as it is that I do this show... I don't really eat all that many sweet things. And so when I got Easter, you know, bunnies or chocolate eggs and stuff like that, he would hate me because he would devour his in seconds flat. And I would just, you know, pace myself over a week or more. Yeah. And uh, he couldn't cope. But uh, anyway, what do we need to create this particular rocky road? 450 grams of dark chocolate. 65 grams of roasted peanut but peanuts 60 grams of mini marshmallows 360 grams of mini Easter eggs and of course um, you don't have to specifically go out and buy Easter eggs to make this there'll definitely be some left over <laughs> yeah how do we put it all together grease and line uh, eight inch square pan with baking paper. Place chocolate in a large heatproof bowl. The melt the chocolate in the microwave, stirring every twenty seconds or until smooth and creamy. Add the peanuts, marshmallows, and two thirds of the mini Easter eggs to the chocolate and stir until everything is coated in chocolate. Pour the chocolate mixture into a prepared tin and spread out until into one smooth layer. Press the rest of the mini Easter eggs on top while the chocolate is still wet. Refrigerate for two hours or until the chocolate is set. Cut into small squares and serve. You can store the Rocky Road in the fridge in an airtight container. So it sounds reasonably simple and you can guarantee you're going to get uh, lots of chocolate egg throughout, particularly if you uh, chop them up and stick them in the top. Mm-hmm. So lots of different uh, variations that you can use. Any of the leftover Easter eggs, even those uh, M&M ones with the crispy shell would be uh, pretty dang good. Now uh, we'll pop that particular... Um, recipe up on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page and uh, you can have a go at that yourself to use up some of your (laughs) Easter eggs next weekend should the need arise. Um, Just before we go to the break we've got uh, a Daryl Lee creation here uh, a nougat milk chocolate Easter egg. Now I foolishly thought that there was going to be more than one in the packet considering the size of the box but uh, it's a behemoth. It's like a giant, it's the size of your palm. So I'll snap a bit of that off. Hopefully it'll come away in one fell move for you, Max. It's got the consistency of a cream egg. Yeah. So it's a light, fluffy coconut nougat. And then it's got Daryl chocolate on the outside. But... uh, I think I've smushed it too much. It's meant to look like a giant cream egg with the 
the the white and the yolk of the album. Uh-huh. I can never say that word. Uh, and the the yolk of the egg. But uh, have a nibble on that. Let me know what you think. That's good. Mm. Nougat can be so hard to get right, but when you find good nougat, lap it up. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. It's it's not like the hard, chewy nougat you can sometimes get. It's um, it's light and fluffy, mm-hmm. and kind of melts in your mouth as well. Combines well with the uh, the Daryl Luke. That's a definite thumbs up from me. How about yourself? Yep, two thumbs up. Yep, nice. Okay, well, we're almost out of time. We'll take the quickest of quick breaks, and we're back to uh, open up our Kinder Surprise Easter treat. Radio Max. It is a special Easter Kinder Surprise, which means it's a ginormous egg. <laughs> it comes in a uh, giant foil wrapping. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to the uh, traditional tin foil. Uh, we you don't have to get all the, yeah, all the plastic casing off. and all that. Yeah, that we normally battle with on the on the show each week. Oh, it's still a massive egg. The capsule is actually larger than Max's hand. <laughs> okay, what is inside? Oh, hang on. Oh, we should be doing... Give me two seconds. And I'll do that thing where we go live on Facebook for uh, the Kinder Surprise. How do I turn it around? There we go. Okay. So, uh, Max is opening up the Easter Kinder Surprise uh, live on our Afternoon Delight Facebook page. <laughs> Struggling a little bit with the capsule. It is ginormous. What have we got there, Max? I don't know who that is. Oh, I think oh, I know. I don't really watch. <laughs> You're not a Marvel no. fan? No. That, I believe, is Black Panther. Definitely. So he, he, he was a, a two-piece puzzle to put together. What else have we got there? I'd say this is a plate that he stands on. All right. <laughs> we should point out that uh, Max has yet to pull out the instruction manual. <laughs> he's he's, uh, he's putting it all together with guesswork, which can work sometimes, but uh, does occasionally let you down when that uh, critical piece is left on the table. I think I put it in on that round. <laughs> well, we'll point out to... Uh, the, the viewers at home on the Facebook page that, uh, yes, indeed, th- there is two sets of instructions. So, uh, so Black Panther's kind of crouching, arm spread. And that was the, uh, the wrapping for anyone watching on the, uh, the Facebook page of the gigantic egg, which is, uh, you know, bigger than Max's head, but comes with a, uh, giant toy to put together. Okay. Oh, is this like one of those um, 
uh, what's we call them? The blade, Beyblade sort of thing, perhaps. I don't know, but it spins around on its little plate. Okay. Because is that does that have any indentation? Yeah, it does. I think that's a Beyblade key. Because I can see a little. Hi. Yeah, that's why it's kind of not locking in. So if you pull that, I have a horrible feeling that he's going to <laughs> fly across the studio. Okay, Max is inserting the corrugated key thingity. I'm sure it has a specific name. Don't know which way it goes. Against the, the right. grain, there we go. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> well, he definitely spins around a bit. Bit of an anticlimax. <laughs> uh, so, is that like a weapon or something that he's got, perhaps, in his hand? Okay. Uh -huh. We will uh, <laughs> leave all the Marvel fans pondering what could have been as Max opens up the, uh, <laughs> the instructions to see how you actually use this thing. And uh, that is our Easter edition of Afternoon Delight. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Hope you've enjoyed the show. And as always, if you want to get in contact, you can email lolly at ocrfm.org.au or uh, jump on the Afternoon Delight Facebook page. Stick around for Australian music is bloody great. And we'll catch you next time. Sticks and stones together makes the spark ignite And the thought of loving you is getting so exciting Skyrockets in flight 